Hello, PodFam, and hello, Rachel. Are you ready to go today? I am. I have a massage pillow going. <laughs> Living luxury. On my on my lower back, and I'm thriving. Nice. It really just boosted my energy. And we just uh, got back from climbing this evening, and it was it was really good. I feel like I've been doing um some extra like I've been doing like one strength training workout a week that's like specifically targeting like my upper body um to make climbing a bit easier and I feel like it's making a difference so that's great I love when you start doing like complimentary things and see the results Mm -hmm. from it yeah and like I'm working with um she's a female trainer and she's been teaching me ways that she was able to do pull-ups like what she did to get her strength to that point. So we're doing, I think it's like eccentric pull-ups. So it's basically like you jump up and you have to lower yourself down. Yes. Uh, And we're doing them on, you know, like the gymnastics rings? Yes. Yeah. So we're doing them on there just because like the bar itself, it's like a bit too much for me. Um, And yesterday I made it all the way to like, you know, full extension of my arms. Like I made it all the way down. So I was pretty proud of myself. Awesome. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. How was your day today? Uh, Pretty good. Mm -hmm. Enjoying this new half day Friday. Can't complain about that. Been pretty awesome. It's been very busy, so I actually worked a little bit more than half a day, but sometimes you just have to do that, right? And um, then we went and ate some burritos. Because we were both about to cry. Yeah, I was just so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was past hangry. I was just like, I'm like in tears because I'm like, I just need food. Yeah, um, we left the office in such a flurry of emotion. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, food, food, food. Can't <laughs> think. And then I took one bite and I was just like, oh, all problems have left. <laughs> I'm at peace. Yes. Lovely. Yes. All right. Then, um, uh, rode the pony. Lovely. Yep. Now I'm here. Lovely. Have some tea with you. It's good. good night. Lovely. All right. So I need you to tell me if I'm being annoying. Okay. Okay. So one day I would really love if we just did an episode on our thoughts on like academia. Right. Of course. I, that, that is upcoming this year, guys. We've been thinking about that one for a while, but with school right now, I'm in a group. I have to do like these little group assignments that make up all together, like 25% of my grade. So like it makes up a, a decent amount like each assignment's like four percent of your grade but when you add them together it matters and I somehow found myself in a group where it feels like everybody is kind of relying on me to be like the editor and the submitter and you know they'll just like kind of drop something in the assignment and then I'll be like oh hey can you like edit this maybe or like maybe have you thought about this and they'll just ignore me until I just say, do you want me to do it? <laughs> you know? And then they're like, oh, yeah, sure. So, like, I feel like I'm kind of being in a position where they're kind of just, like, taking advantage of the situation that, like, I, like, that's just who I am. I'm very type A. I want things to be done. Yes. And I just, I feel it in my messages where I'm starting to get more annoyed. And I'm also like, you know, I don't want you guys to feel like I'm, like, spamming you with things because I'm not. But I think because they're so passive, I'm like the one who's starting all the conversations. So I feel like I'm like annoying people, but I also don't care because I want to get a good freaking grade (laughs) because I paid a lot of money to be in this program. Like, are you with me here? Like, I don't, am I being annoying? Like, 
I feel like I'm I'm doing all right. I mean, this is a course that is for professionals and like I agree, yeah. I think the amount of work you have to do week to week is far too much for someone who works full time. Mm-hmm. Um so I get like people are busy, but th- that's the thing. Like they're paying for this course or whatever, like the expectation is that they are completing this course. Mm-hmm. So I find it's different like well I, I guess I'm, I'm I'm gonna say I'm surprised because I like when you're in university or college like you're like whatever I just like mm-hmm. get by but when you're an adult and you're taking a course I find it very different because yeah. like most people most people are like okay like I need to pass this to further my career right or like I can't get to the next level without this um yeah and so usually you're just a little bit more organized and a little bit more serious about it. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, like, why are you guys behaving like you're well, you first year university students, you know? that That's my thing because, you know, I know that I'm just like, you know, like, you know how much I have to do in a week. Like yeah. I need to, I need to know how we're doing things. Like it's gone to a point where it started last week when we came back from like the holiday and you know, it was all good. We divided up our assignment and then I was reviewing and I was just like, oh, hey, like, can you just before I submit this, can you confirm if you meant this other than this? Because I knew that the info wasn't correct, but I wanted them to say, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't want to just go change their work because I don't think that's fair. And they, this guy literally just ignored me. And I, you know, it's on one of those messenger apps where you can see when they read it. And that just keeps happening and one guy was like, oh, like, I'm just having a really busy week at work. And I'm just like, I don't want to sound like, you know, like high on my high horse, but like, I'm fucking busy every week. I'm just trying to keep it together, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I kind of need to know when, who's doing what, because otherwise I will probably combust. So I just, I feel like, you know, having been in university, like I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm surprised that like, you know, I would expect that of undergrads where like, oh, they're just yeah. like off doing their own thing. So they'll ignore somebody in the group chat. But like we're all we all paid for this course. We all know how to work as professionals. Yes. Why am I chasing you? I mean, maybe you're not far off of how they are to work with in a corporate setting. <laughs> to run that that's there. the case. Yeah. Like, so you- I, I mean, I personally, I don't think you're wrong. Mm hmm. Because, like, this is stuff that has to get done so you can work towards your next credit for your career. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Why would you even do this course if you're not going to put the work into it? Like, exactly. it's not something even- where you just have to go write the exam and pass, right? It's like assignments and participation and all of this. Exactly. And it's not like the thing I found today, like, that I asked them about. Like, it wasn't like a little thing. That if I just ignored it, we would have gotten a good – like, the information was wrong. And I was just like, hey, like, can you take another look at this? Like, I think there needs to be a bit more added in. Nothing. Until I say, I guess I'll do it. And then they're like, okay, that would be great. Yeah, they're like, awesome, you do it. It's just and like, it's just like, okay. But the whole freaking group. Would you just accept? Like, it's almost – you know when you were in college and you had, like, the person that just wouldn't do anything? Yeah, the one that and you, you never like, met. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, okay, this is annoying, but I guess I'll just do it. It's almost worse when they just put something in that's not right. Yeah. And then you have to be like, hey, can I add to your work? 
<laughs> i.e. change it because then you're just in an uncomfortable position. So I just thank you for being on my side and not being like you're annoying. But like yeah, no I, just, I, don't, um, I don't have time for this. <laughs> no, you don't have time for this. And I think honestly this might be a good thing to submit into another podcast um, that I listen to a lot. Uh, it's with mm-hmm. Megan and Melissa and it's the um, uh, Don't Blame Me slash But Am I Wrong podcast. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would be very good for their, um, but am I wrong? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hopefully they don't say I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you never know. You take a gamble, but like, I mean, I just don't get it. Like, especially when you're adults. Yeah. And like, like, it's not like you're just being like, oh, well, accounting's just part of my undergrad. Like, it's not a business undergrad. This is an accounting course to get your CPA. So, like, why the hell are you taking it if you're not going to take it seriously? Yeah. So I'm about to That is just my opinion, though. Someone can definitely, like, come back at us with something else. Watch somebody be listening to this being like, actually, Rachel, you're being annoying as fuck. And I'll be like, okay. (laughs) Shut um, the fuck up, Rachel. Just stop. (laughs) Stop. Stop communicating with the group. Just do all the work, okay? Just just work it up. Next week, I'm slightly tempted to be very petty because the last few weeks I've kind of been like the on Mondays, like, oh, hey, guys, like, how are we going to split this up? Or do you want to have a call? I'm usually the first one. Next week, I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah, just see what happens. Yeah. Because I'm just like, you know, if they don't say anything, I might just email the prof and be like, hey, can I do this myself? Thank you. Bye. Yeah, it's like, just so you know, I've already done the last three weeks by myself. So if I could just like continue by myself, that'd be fine. Yeah, that would be great. So Yeah. See, I always loved the business classes where um, we were allowed to fire people from our groups. Oh, And we so did good. that. We did that. That happened a few times. Would love it. Yeah, it was amazing. Honestly, like, I'm going to fire all myself. The props, the, the, honestly, the props were just like, you know, if if you don't do like your, your work or pull your weight in a work setting – there's a chance for uh, getting, getting fired. fired. So yeah. they're just like, yeah, sure. If, if if you say that like no one's responded or anything like that, like, yeah, you can fire them. Yep. You know what? I'm just going to fire myself from the group. Yeah, I'm you could also do that. And be like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not being a good team player. Can I please be removed? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I don't think that they understand that my way of editing is the best way, which, uh, you know, is one of my curses. And yeah. I've been trying not to do that this year, this this course. I know, you know but when, you like, still want to get a good grade. Like, yes, exactly. What I've been doing is just being like, is this information correct? No. Okay, please fix it. As opposed <laughs> to sometimes I would go through and be like, I don't like how this is written in my English, uh, ex-English major brain. So I'm going to rewrite it. Yeah. I'm trying not to do that. Yeah, you don't I need to like do that. Little, but yeah. um, it, the information does need to be correct, though. You are. It does. You are not wrong there. Uh, anyway, what kind of tea are you having after oh. that long-winded uh, <laughs> rant on my part? <laughs> 12-minute rant. Um, <laughs> unedited version? No problem. Okay, so I am trying a new herbal tea, and um, I thought it was kind of nice and fitting for this episode today. It's called Uplift and Energize. Um, it is a, a herbal tea, so like there's no caffeine in it, and the ingredients are moringa which i don't actually know what that is i feel like i should know as a, as a tea enthusiast um <laughs> strawberry leaves which you can really taste in this one uh, orange pieces 
cinnamon, dandelion leaves, and uh, the safflower petals. Wow. Yeah. It's very pretty. Um, like, you can taste the citrus. You can taste the strawberry. And um, it feels like a happy tea, you know? Nice. Like, it's very light. Wow. So, so that far, sounds enjoy. lovely. Yeah. What are you drinking? I have peppermint tea. I went back to peppermint off the chamomile. Also uplifting and energizing. It is. It is. Moves the digestion. And I'm just like going to sleep so well after. I might take a melatonin. Who knows? Oh, you'll be all set. Sleep in on Saturday. Oh, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. All right. Shall we crack into it? Our second like New Year's episode of the year that will be released in February. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because we're still... We're still getting used to 2023. Um, I haven't messed up the date yeah. too much yet. That's but, good. Um, you know, it's 2023. This mm-hmm. is our part two of Welcome to 2023. And yes. today we're going to be kind of talking about um, lessons that we maybe learned in 2022 or in the past and and lessons that we're going to take into this year, try them mm-hmm. out. If they work for us, we'll, we'll uh, yep. you know put them in the basket and carry forward with those. Exactly. So I have two. I know you have two. Would you like to start? Sure. So my first lesson is one that I talked about, I believe, uh, last year. And I just wanted to expand on it a little bit. I feel like I've learned a little more and it's time for a more like in-depth lesson. Mm -hmm. And um, the original lesson was people having to make their own mistakes and I know we've talked Mm -hmm. about that a lot right like you can tell someone you know don't do that don't do that you do this instead but Mm -hmm. until they kind of have that experience and make the mistake or or whatever decision they don't learn it Mm -hmm. right like you agree with that yeah I do for sure yeah and like I've, I've been on both sides of this I've been the person who needed to go learn and I've been the person who's been through that and I'm trying to tell someone don't do that. And they're just like, well, go screw yourself. I'm going to yeah. go do it anyway. Um, so mm-hmm. this Me. is definitely one of those lessons. Yeah, yeah, you are. You are on that list. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. We, we've learned. come far. We've come yeah. far. Yeah, right. But like, it's just one of those things like you cannot um, – you can tell someone like that's a bad idea, but a lot of people do need to go live that bad idea mm-hmm. to then learn for themselves. And how I want to expand on this one for uh, 2023 is that it's on the same line, but a little deeper mm-hmm. in the fact that people need to go on their own journeys. Yeah. Right? Like individually, we are all on a journey. We're here to, to learn whatever, to experience whatever. And I think we sometimes forget that when we are just living in our own life and we think mm-hmm. about the people who are related to us and, can, and how they are connected. And when they are going through tough times or like having a riff with you, something is going on where like you want to help or you want to try and control. That's when I've really had to kind of step back and be like, you know what, this is not for me. Like Mm -hmm. what's going on right now, this is not part of my journey. That is part of their journey and Mm -hmm. they need to work that out for themselves. I can't always come in and be like the savior. 
Mm-hmm. And that's how it kind of relates back to that first lesson of, you know, I can't tell them what the lesson is. They have to learn it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that one's been a, a really big one for me. And it's also kind of, I know I've definitely to mention this before, but we all have our good days and our bad days. Mm-hmm. And I find, especially with the people closest to us, we don't let them have bad days. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we just always kind of expect them to be that strength and that sunshine for us. Mm-hmm. Yet they're human beings. They are allowed to have a bad day. And you can have like, it could be not even about you, right? Like they could just be having like a, a shitty time at work or, you know, parents, friends, something else. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter what that thing is. And mm-hmm. they need to be allowed to feel that. So that's like another thing where I've always tried to like step in and be like, well, I can make this all better. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, right? Like that's not my job. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of suppressing in a way if we're yeah. always trying to keep everyone happy because we have a full range of emotions and it's good to feel those emotions. I used to be very like anti that, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. be like, no, I'm fine. It's fine. Like, don't worry about it. Like I'm not sad. I'm not mad or anything like that. I'm just going to keep it all inside. Mm-hmm. But that's not healthy. And within reason, like when we're communicating with other people, it's okay to be sad, you know, and you can just come mm-hmm. out and say like, hey, you know what? I'm really sad today. Mm-hmm. You know, don't know why, but I'm sad or because of this, I'm angry. And um, I think we just need to give people space to feel that and uh, mm-hmm. ride it out and then work it out as well. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember too, because like you said, we often don't let people close to us like have bad days. We want to solve mm-hmm. the problem. But a good way to like, you know, kind of snap yourself out of that mindset is to also think about like, okay, if I'm having a really bad day and my partner or my friend is just like, oh no, don't be sad. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. How kind of annoyed you get yeah, when that yeah. happens. It's just good to put yourself in their shoes and be like, oh, well, if I get that annoyed, odds are they're going to feel something too. Mm-hmm. when I kind of diminish what they're going through. Yeah. And, and also kind of thinking about your own experience is like, sometimes I just need to be left alone. Mm-hmm. Like, like I need to just be away from people. I need to feel what I need to feel, work through it. And then I come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but when like someone close to me does that, I'm just like, oh, I'm being rejected. Like, what did oh I do God. wrong? Same. I take it so, so <laughs> personal. And I've, and I've actually, talked to some other close friends and I've they were kind of going through the same thing it's just like I don't know like everything seemed great and then it wasn't and I don't know how to feel and I was just like oh my god I know the same feeling like (laughs) and again nine times out of the ten it's nothing to do with you right like they just need to step away and be by themselves and feel what they need to feel because like they they just come back and they're like okay it's all cool I'm like you're not mad at me? And they're like, what? No, my car was broken. Like, <laughs> something like that. Um, so yeah, that's where I feel like we need to all just take a step back and not take things so personal and let people just be on the journey that they're on, right? Like mm-hmm. we don't have to go in and be their savior every time. Like you're, you're allowed to support people, absolutely, but don't make their journey your journey. Well said. There we go. Well said. That is 
first lesson for 2023 that I learned nice. in 2022. Lovely. What is yours? Well, well I was going to do my other one first, but this one kind of stems off of that very nicely. Perfect. And this is going to be kind of like the way to explain, but um, it's kind of a two-parter to start off with. You are responsible for your own experience of life. And life is also about trying new things. That's been a big one for me this year. So first part, which is that you are responsible for your own experience. I've been learning that this year, uh, last year with work a lot because, you know, we've (laughs) talked about our toxic workplaces before and the scars that they left us. And I felt this year that I was carrying those with me a lot into the interactions I'm having in my current role, uh, which is great, like best place I could possibly be. So I have no reason to really feel that way. But you you know what I mean, where you kind of like get an email that has a period instead of an exclamation mark and you're like, you hate me, you yes, know, no, I definitely. or Or somebody sends you a bunch of emails because they're trying to get caught up on something and you're like, I need to do all of this right now because otherwise I'm going to get in trouble or someone's going to be mad at me. Like I've just been struggling with that a lot this year and I just kind of had to keep snapping myself out of it and reminding myself like, you know, I am kind of responsible for the mindset I bring. Not not kind of. I I am responsible for the mindset that I bring to work and to my life. You know, like I – that was all – like four, three, four years ago now. And like, yes, it left a lot of scars, but it's like I also kind of need to give myself the opportunity to move past it by taking a different frame of mind and looking at it differently as more of a, okay, instead of them being angry at me and needing me to do like 30 things at once, they're more just trying to get things off their plate and I do them when I can do them. You know, I am responsible for how my day goes. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it definitely does. And just going back to having those scars, they do take a long time to heal. And like you hope that they heal some kind of stay with you. But Mm -hmm. uh, you kind of have to give yourself grace with that. And I think initially if you're, you know, in a new role or or something like that, those are your knee-jerk reactions Mm-hmm. when that happens. Um, and then I like what you were saying is, you know, you're responsible with how you show up anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's work. It could be anything in life. Mm-hmm. You are responsible for how you respond to things. Mm-hmm. And um, just sticking on kind of the work thing, like you said, most people are just trying to like get things off their checklist, you know, mm-hmm. like they're just being like, I do okay. that. I told Rachel about that. So like it's on her checklist now. Mm -hmm. And as an employee or just anyone working, um, you are responsible with picking the priority of those Mm -hmm. things. And sometimes it's hard, but you have to then communicate back saying, hey, it's it's on the list. Don't worry. But Mm -hmm. like I've got X, Y, Z going on right now. So it's not number one. But, exactly. you know, together we can work this out and, and get it done, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I feel, especially with email, it's different when you're told things. But yeah. uh, through email, I find a lot of things come off as it's all number one priority. 
Yes. When it's really not. And it's just kind of like it keeps coming up and it keeps coming up. So you're just like not so sure about what is first. And that's when you just ask questions, right? Or you kind of write it all down and then just look at it like, okay, that's due today. That Mm -hmm. one, not due till next week. So you know what? Drop it down. Or depending on how you work, some people like to knock off the big items first Mm -hmm. and leave the small ones. Others, they like having those little wins, so they do the small ones first. So, yeah, I think uh, I like that that lesson. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, and when you are kind of overloaded, a lot of lessons came from work this year. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just say like, hey, yeah, I can do this project that you want me to do, but it might be next month. And if that's too long, they'll tell you, but then you have to say, okay, but how can I shift my priorities? Yes, Uh, it's just like, okay, well, I need support to do Mm -hmm. this then. Where two years ago, I would have stewed in my sad little bubble and freaked the fuck out. So gross. And just done it all. (laughs) (laughs) And just done it all and stayed till like midnight. I don't know. And then jumping off of that of like life is for trying like having new experiences and trying new things because we were just talking about this today that I've had a few changes this year um like I haven't been in my singing lessons since June and you and I have been chatting for a long time about me coming back uh and getting back into riding and I've been struggling with that a lot this year where I know I don't have time right now for those two things because my life has changed a lot. Like, you know, we're doing rock climbing now. Like we've been super involved in the show. I have school, I have work, like all of these things. And it's almost like I felt guilty for not making space in my life for singing and writing those two things that I've loved uh, and still do. But Part of it as well, though, is like, you know, I could give up rock climbing, for instance, if I really wanted to sing, but I'm learning so much in my experience with rock climbing because I'm a straight beginner and it's a new way to see what my body can do if we're looking at it through that lens. With singing, I'm like, yeah, I love to do it, but I was like, you know, with what I'm learning at rock climbing, would I be learning a comparable thing? Like, would I be having these leaps and bounds over here? I don't know about that. So I'm following this path I'm on now and it doesn't mean I'll never go back to those things, but I'm just trying to let myself go with the flow and actually try those things I'm interested in as opposed to being like, oh, I am these things and I identify as these things and I am not going to bring like, you know, I don't have the capacity to take on anything new, you know, like I'm letting my identity evolve and my interests grow And then over time, if I feel ready, then I can go back to those past things that I loved so much because they'll always have a place in my heart. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And what these are called are opportunity costs. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, we have finite time, finite money in our lives. So we can only do so much. And Mm -hmm. you can't keep splitting up a pie until you're not even really enjoying what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. I kind of love to think of things in my life as seasons. Mm -hmm. And I'll kind of just make a joke being like, well, you know what? It's not the season for that right now. (laughs) You know, we're not in that season. But that is just how life works, 
right? Like mm-hmm. you have to pick and choose what is most important to you. And I know we've talked about it many times on the podcast, but like being a beginner at something, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's an amazing experience as as a human being, right? Because you're not stuck in any politics of it. Everything is new and it's exciting. And I don't know. I just think people should embrace being a beginner at things, mm-hmm. especially for those who like really just get set in their ways because they're like, well, I'm comfortable doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a great way to step out of that comfort zone and like always just try something new. Exactly. And I think too with creating that space in your life for something new that maybe you've been interested in for a while is where you grow. Like you leave like, you know, I'll use the singing for example because I haven't actually been riding for a few years. But with singing, like I started to – like kind of resent it a little bit because it was every Friday night at 8.30, you know, when usually like I would want to be home with my partner, but there was no other time available. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of felt like it was like pulling teeth to get me to go towards the end. Not that I didn't love it, but it was just like, I was like, you know, like there's experiences that I want to have with my partner that I'm missing out on because I always have to be here. And, you know, it's okay when you feel that pull of like, okay, I think it might be time to let something go for a while Mm -hmm. to then leave what feels like a stagnant place, which is where I felt like I was to grow more. Yes. You know, like you become a different person when you let yourself experience something new. And that's where you have the leaps and bounds. Yeah, absolutely. And if you feel like you want to always cancel, like I don't know how many times you've canceled on those Friday nights. Mm-hmm. because you're just like just like it's a chore it's a chore to go mm-hmm. and I think you we need to listen to those signs of you know what maybe it's time to try something new right exactly. and um I know with like our kind of quarterly workout updates that we like to do on the show we are always doing something new mm-hmm. because it, you get bored right or like you try something and you're like eh, you know what not for me um mm-hmm. but I tried it so like that's great. And um, it it's okay to stop doing something, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us, we get in this like mindset that, well, I, I'm, I signed up for it or I, I committed. I told myself I was going to do it. So I need to finish this, even though I hate it. Like mm-hmm. um, that's the wrong way to think about things, <laughs> at, at least for like majority of things in life. Um, it's okay to not want to do something or to think you were going to enjoy it and then you ended up hating it because (laughs) like we, again, finite time, finite resources. Why should you do something that you hate? That's right. Like maybe you were going, you were signing up for a course to learn something or get a certificate. Like, okay, I'm going to use massage therapy. Just (laughs) <laughs> throwing that one out there. Okay. And you get in there, you realize you hate touching people. Are you yeah. going to tell yourself, well, I signed up for it, so I need to finish it? Or are you going to be like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll pump the brakes right here and I'll try something else, right? Like, <laughs> I don't want to waste all this time and all this money to do something that, like, I never want to do again. Exactly. So, I don't know. Honest exactly. conversations with yourself. Not everyone's going to agree with that and – some people are like adamant that they need to like finish what they started and mm-hmm. granted some things in life 
yes, you should finish what you started. But then mm-hmm. there are other things where like, you know what? You're best just to stop. If it's not working, just stop. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, I think the way to summarize this kind of two-parter single lesson is your identity does not need to be stagnant and it shouldn't no. be. No, it shouldn't. So there you go. That's the T, sister. I think to summarize that one, it's good to make changes. It is. It is. All right. Next up. Oh, next one. Okay. Where do I want to go with this one? So this is kind of stemming off of last week where I talked a lot about scripting and um, manifestation. Um, I kind of wanted to turn this one into a bit of like, not, not that we're doing New Year's resolutions, but kind of a more of a lesson. And that is, um, let's see, activating your vision board. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I know vision boards have been around for a long time. People have like a Pinterest board. They get the old like glue stick and Bristol board out, you know, whatever. Pinterest for me, I will never look at that. All right. Mm -hmm. Nice in theory, but like I will probably never sit down and look at that. Yeah. Um, Bristol board. I am so freaking mobile that like, what am I going to do? Drive around with like a poster board in my car? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> People are going to think I'm weirder than I already am. Um, <laughs> so what I did this year is I went on to Canva, which is free. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made myself a little vision board right on my phone screen. And okay, I'm not very high tech. So it did take a lot of like finagling to get it to <laughs> fit properly and look nice. But it's it's kind of one of those things where I'm keeping my most important things. And that could be just one thing. I have six on mm-hmm. mine. It's keeping them front and center. And like, what better way than to put your vision board on something that you stare at for hours a day? Mm-hmm. Because that's terrible. But like, in reality, a lot of us have our phones 24-7. So every time I'm turning it on right now, I see like my lock screen and I see all these things that I want for myself this year. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like it's it's that kind of keeping things front of mind. Mm-hmm. But here's the caveat with vision boards. I feel like – and manifestation. I'm going to throw that in here too. A lot of people make them and that's it, yeah. right? They make them in January. They put them somewhere. And nothing ever happens, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason why I kind of want to keep it front and center is that I always have to look at it. So I'm always thinking about the things that I want, okay? Putting those Mm -hmm. good vibes out there, putting that energy and the intention. The second thing is it's not good enough just to put some pictures and words of how you want to feel or what you want. Mm -hmm. You need to take action steps, Right. In the, mm-hmm. No matter like how small or big those steps are, there's calls to action mm-hmm. to get what you want. So that's where like a lot of the scripting has come in for me, where I'm kind of writing about how things are going to happen. And what I've noticed, like always keeping these things front of mind for me and having these little practices and, you know, they're not daily. Um, mm-hmm. I probably write like once or twice a week, just when mm-hmm. I'm feeling inspired and it takes me like five minutes. I noticed more in my day-to-day life of, hey, you know what? That will get me one step closer to that one thing. Mm -hmm. And I just find you're much more aware of how to get the things that you want. 
or even like branch out and ask people of being like, hey, you're connected to so-and-so. I know this sounds Mm -hmm. weird, but like, can I like do this? Or like, do you know anything about this? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I find like doors are opening so much faster because everything is right there. Like it's not Mm -hmm. being set away. It's not one of those things where I'm going to pull out in January or sorry, December and be like, oh yeah, I forgot. I wanted that Mm -hmm. so bad in January. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's all about like, like things don't just happen. You still have to make them happen. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, it's my like, I don't know, hopefully that kind of worked out into a lesson, (laughs) but I don't know, you manifesting is making things happen, you know, like you, you still have to take action. Um, Mm -hmm. even though the energy is like, you're going to attract it, you still Mm -hmm. have to do the work. So this is me doing the work of things that I want. Exactly. Well, I, I followed suit with you. Uh, and I, yeah, you saw mine and you're like, I'm going to do that tonight. (laughs) And, um, so can I like give a silly example of course of one of the steps I took because, um, you know, Laura and I, we really want to go to the heiress tour. This year, that's oh, a priority. Is, Taylor is like in the top left corner of mine. Oh, literally on my picture, she's the biggest. She's the biggest. Yeah, I think model. she's kind of the biggest on mine because I'm like, yes. that's a tangible thing. <laughs> yes. And, you know, like we're kind of, we are Canadian. So we're kind of in a holding pattern of, is she going to come here? But even just like, I'm more doing things to keep the energy alive about it. Mm-hmm. So for instance, I was being very productive uh, yesterday afternoon and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? In the worst case scenario that she doesn't come here and we have to go to the States, let me figure out which city is the most affordable for us to fly to and the most affordable seats we can get on StubHub. And I noticed yesterday, I was like, oh, interesting. The ticket prices on here are actually starting to go down the closer the shows get, which made me feel more optimistic for the whole thing that... You know, two months ago when we were like, oh, shit, is she even going to come to Canada? And then we'd look at StubHub and be like, oh, this is going for $90,000. That's a no for us. It like kind of left my brain where I was just like, geez, like if she's not coming here, like forget about it. Right. Like we're screwed. But kind of going in and like putting that energy in and stuff. And it just it made me feel more positive about it and just better. Like it still even though we couldn't make a call on any of it yet. It still made me feel like I was pushing us in that direction a little bit more. Yeah. Well, like you just said at the start there, you know, you're keeping the energy alive, right? Because like energy attracts like energy. So we kind of need to still think about, talk about, plan of like, okay, this is what it's going to feel like when we have our tickets or like, this is what it's going to cost. So let's make sure we have our budget and, Mm -hmm. and that money is like being saved and set aside. So when that opportunity comes, we can act on it immediately. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, this is why I really love this lesson. I'm very excited for it. It's kind of new to me, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm already seeing like the benefits of it. And like, it's just like a little change of just being like, okay, here are the most important things. How am I going to get there? Exactly. All right. So my final lesson, I guess. I mean, I did, we did learn a lot in 2022. It was just hard to pull them together, you know? Um, it's a long time to try and put all your lessons together, even though I was thinking it about it all year. And 2020 was just a weird year. 
as well. Or not 2020. 2020 was a weird year. 2022 was also a weird year that I felt like I had many years in one. But my lesson is support your local communities. That was a big one for me this year. And I'm mostly going to talk about shopping for clothes in this one because like I just remember when when did we go shopping? Was that in May? We went shopping in the city at the mall. Yeah, end of April, early May. We went yeah. like all out, you know, big shopping mall. Yeah. And I just I just long. remember like until we found our W and Co, how frustrated we were. Like everywhere that we went, like either the stores were so busy or the clothes weren't good quality. Like there were already like threads coming out and everything. And we just like once we made it to RW and Co, we were good. But I was just kind of like, you know, I feel like a lot of these places I used to go are not one meant for me as a 26-year-old woman. And two, the quality is going. Like the, yeah, it's like, not it's not there anymore. Yeah, you wash it once and it's like starting to come apart. And you're like, are you serious? Exactly. And like, you know, I always used to steer away from shopping at the local boutiques in our town. Because I would pick up one shirt and I'm like, oh my god, this sweater is $150. Like, fuck that. I'll just go shopping at like a chain. But then I would go to Aritzia and suddenly $150 for a sweater. I'm like, oh, how reasonable. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Like, maybe it's just because of like the branding. I, I'm not – I'm really not sure. But it's almost like once you're in that mall setting, your brain kind of flips and you're like, oh, I'm just – I'm shopping right now. Where I yeah, find like, like – Oh, sorry, sorry. It was just like, oh my God, like you're still spending the $150. Exactly. Well, like I think though, when you go to like an Aritzia, unless you're buying stuff online, you're going with the mindset of shopping. Where usually when I would go into a boutique in our area, I was just going in. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't going in to be like, oh yeah, like I'm going to buy a few new clothes. And just over the holidays, Actually, right before the holiday, I went to this local boutique in nearby, like, kind of like a small, smaller town nearby that I hadn't been in in years. Like, I was always like, oh, no, I can't afford it in there. And I went in and I saw this skirt that I absolutely, like, fell in absolute love with there. And I don't think I actually looked at the price, but I went away and I'm like, you know, I can't do it right now. Christmas is happening, but, like, whatever. Four weeks pass by. And it's like right before New Year's. And I was like, you know what? I really want that freaking skirt. So I went back and, you know, it was like a brown fake leather skirt. Beautiful. And it was maybe, I think it was like $130, which I had to like stop myself and be like, you have bought a skirt from Aritzia that was way worse quality for $130. Like buy the skirt. And I love wearing it. It's fantastic. Like it's a sustainably sourced um, material. Like they had a whole thing on the piece about their sustainability methods and such. And it was just such a nice experience talking to the sales lady who was so focused on me and like was giving me ideas on how to style it and was just like, oh, like I think this would look really good. Like this is more for like a casual outfit where this is more like if you want to look more businessy. And, like, it made the experience feel like I was having an impact Mm -hmm. by giving her a sale where, like, you know, oftentimes when you walk into a mall, there's so many people there 
And honestly, sometimes the girls in Aritzia kind of ignore me. It's a scary place in there. I don't think I, I've don't know if I've ever really bought anything at Aritzia. Um, I've tried. I've tried many times. You're just always stressed I get, out in there I anytime so I take overwhelmed. you. <laughs> I know. You remember when you did take me in May and I had to go sit outside. Like I got like uh, something about that store and like I don't think mm-hmm. any sales associate has ever talked to me there. So <laughs> I don't feel welcome. I just don't feel welcome there. I, I especially don't anymore that I'm, you know, not like a size zero. Yeah. Um, I think they could just tell I was like 30 and they're like, get out grandma. Like what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> So, yeah, like I think my mindset after that experience is like I want to put money back into my community because this is where me and my partner are going to live. And I feel like I'm investing in quality clothing when I do. Usually the clothing that they bring into these stores are of smaller – from smaller companies. Like for instance, the store I went to uh, has Gentle Fawn, which you love. I've never seen Gentle Fawn in a store ever. So it's just like brought me to this space of like actually being able to try these brands that I've never seen because they're not carried in an Aritzia, you know, and I feel like it's kind of solved the problem because in the one mall that we like to go to, either it's like Aritzia, American Eagle, or it's like Chanel, you know, there's not really anywhere in between. And, you know, like we said, we felt kind of lost, like we didn't know what our stores were. And I think they are those more local boutiques that, yes, are a bit pricier. And, you know, you could see a coat there for like $800, but they're made for our age range. Yes. You know, and you just, it just, it feels good to contribute to your community. No, it always really where I'm going with this, but. (laughs) Yeah. Like I've, I've done local Christmas a couple of times now and I don't know, like it, you, you feel good. And, um, you know, the, the people like nine times out of 10, you're talking to the owner of the business. Mm -hmm. So you just like feel the appreciation and like you get more one-on-one service. And yeah, I think it's, um, definitely how I want to shop going forward. Not to say like, I'll never step foot in a mall again, because you still like not every small town has everything. So, Mm -hmm. um, you have to be reasonable about it, but, I have definitely been discovering the stores in my town as well. And when you do that price comparison versus like the quality and how much you're spending at the mall versus the stores, like the values there, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's all right there. Literally nine times out of 10, you are spending the same amount. Yes. If you're comparing it to a higher end like mall chain and odds are the clothes are a hundred times better quality. Oh, absolutely. I have bought some like nice pieces from more of the chain stores mm-hmm. fell apart. Yeah. And I was like, are you serious? Like this is, this is crap. I spent over a hundred dollars on this and it's like mm-hmm. wrecked. I have a pair of shorts from Aritzia. The hemline already came off within yeah. like three weeks of wearing them. My little, my brown skirt, I've been wearing it. How many times? I've worn it like five times. I think every time it's I've perfect. seen you, you've been wearing the skirt. <laughs> it's still because going it's strong. fabulous. Because yes. it's fabulous. It's a fabulous so, skirt. Yeah, I just it's it's just nice, and it's nice to feel welcomed by the sales associates. I mean, don't get me wrong; not all the boutiques are like this. There is another one that I went to that when I returned some stuff, it was like my name was Mud. <laughs> but most of the time. <laughs> Yeah, I find most of them are very nice, but like I 
there's definitely a few stores in our town where I'm like, you guys are really snooty and like, I Not feel about like I need to like flash what type of credit card I have before I'm allowed to walk in, you know? <laughs> um, so you pick and choose. And then I find you build like relationships with these people because like there's a lot of stores where like I go in a lot and they're just like, oh my gosh, here, you're going to love this um, mm-hmm. because they know my style or like they just know what I like. So I don't know. I love that kind of feeling when I'm shopping and we mm-hmm. are kind of talking about this from like a place of privilege because mm-hmm. you know we don't shop a lot but when we do like we usually have a, a some money saved up for that mm-hmm. um but I think this is a good place where like I also want to do some exploring because just for like casual clothes or my barn clothes um mm-hmm. I want to go check out the thrift stores because mm-hmm. I feel like there is a secondhand store in every town now and like they're good they are oh, we good. have a All those great people, one they're, they're shopping at the boutiques and then they're just like oh don't wear this anymore it ends up at those thrift stores so mm-hmm. like recycling people it stays in the exactly. community and we're doing so a shopping trip to those we places are. soon i know we're like we don't shop at malls anymore we're going to all the thrift stores mm-hmm. and i don't know again stretching your dollars because things are ridiculous right now mm-hmm. and also good for the environment right? Like these are clothes that are not ending up in landfills after maybe being worn only a few times. Mm -hmm. And um, again, I know we've talked about before of building more wardrobes that are going to last longer, right? Like stepping away from the fast fashion that Mm -hmm. is so like unsustainable. Like it's awful for the people who make the clothes, um, shipping the clothes, and how they're made, it, it's not sustainable for our environment or human rights, <laughs> if that mm-hmm. matter. So um, much better to be trying to go to these more like ethically sourced or locally sourced clothing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm going to kind of like jump a different direction here, uh, still in the same vein of supporting locally. But, you know, I'm, I don't do it in the winters. But in the summers, I've also been, uh, I learned a lot this year about supporting our local farmers at the farmer's markets. Yes, and another other one. Smaller markets that like, you know, bring in the vegetables. And, you know, again, we are coming from place of privilege because holy shit, depending on the one you go to, that's an expensive bill. Yeah, yeah. You, but, have, to, you have to find the right farmer's markets because there yes. is the boutique farmer's markets. Yes. And then there's like the real farmer's market where they're like, yeah, we just grew this out back. Exactly. Um, What I kind of was trying to do in the summer, because I found what makes it really expensive is if you're somewhere that also sells meat. mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to start like, you know, having more local meat, but it can be very expensive when everything's fucking expensive right now. That my partner and I started going back and forth. We were like, okay, well, this week we'll buy the meat from the farmer's market and the vegetables from the grocery store. And next week, we'll buy the gro- the vegetables from the farmer's market and the meat from the grocery store. Like, you don't have to buy everything mm-hmm. from, like, local markets. But if you can support them in some way, because I do think, like, we're starting to lean more towards just feeding our communities again. Yes. As opposed to, like, everyone going into these big box grocery stores. Yeah. And it's very difficult to get away from that. And if I can offer some tips, and it really this one doesn't matter where you live but um bypassing the middleman 
that is the mm-hmm. store and going directly to you know the beef farmer the chicken farmer um pork whatever um fruits and vegetables doesn't matter and sometimes you can get things in bulk so i'm just going to use cows as an, as an example so you can get like a quarter beef it's a lot of beef people it's a lot, it's a lot and um you know they'll they'll cut it up whatever way you want and if you have like the freezer space or if you have a bunch of friends and you all chip in, that is going to be so much cheaper and way better quality than always going to the grocery store every week mm-hmm. to buy like steaks. Um, egg farmers, uh, you know, you can sometimes get them for three, four dollars a dozen, which is still pretty pricey because like I remember when eggs were like two bucks a dozen, <laughs> but now it's like six to eight dollars in the grocery store. And these are like usually the farm fresh, free range, you know, all those labels that we're looking for on the on the egg cartons and just go directly to the source, you know, like call Mm -hmm. them up and and see because a lot of them do just sell directly. You'd be Mm -hmm. surprised. Yeah. So that's my other lesson. Awesome. I feel like we had a really wide range of lessons going on here. We did. We did. But I don't know. For some reason, the local one has been hitting me hard lately. Yeah, I've been very conscious about it, especially as I'm like transitioning back to my hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just more aware, right? It's it's hard when you're in a city, I find, and that's where you kind of need to explore your neighborhood mm-hmm. and see what's around. But when you're in those small towns, like it's it's easy to go to the box store, but there's so many businesses doing a really great job and Mm -hmm. honestly all you have to do is just spend a little time figure out what's where and go check them out and very soon you're realizing like wow this is way better stuff and I'm getting so much more value out of it exactly exactly oh I did have one more to add into here it is the same realm but uh, just talking about supporting locally uh, you know, I'm going to just hammer it home again. I don't know, actually know if I've said this before, but I feel like we've all heard this before, but adopt, don't shop. If you have a local humane society around and you're thinking of getting a pet, try it out. Just go check out the little babies who are there mm-hmm. if you're looking for a fur baby, because then like, you know, our humane society does not get any government funding all of their funding comes from the community supporting them. So that's like the adoption fees and food donations and just general like monetary donations. And it just, it feels really good. Yeah. And even if you're not looking for a pet, you know, think about donating to charities like that. Mm -hmm. Um, There are taxable benefits to it people, but that's not why we do it, but it's just a perk. Mm -hmm. Um, and then still you're giving back to your community, even though you're not looking to adopt a dog. Yes. Sticking up for the humane society. <laughs> Always. Always. All right. That's everything for me. Yeah, that was all over the place. Love that for us. That's okay. That's that's kind of how we roll here. Thank you yeah. for joining us on this. I'm going to go enjoy some chocolate pudding. Oh, that's I have a really funny story. Okay. I'm sorry. This is going on long. But um, so – so my father, he is a very, he's an athlete, okay? Yes, he Eats healthy, trains hard, um, has a sweet tooth though. And 
when my dad's just like, you know what? We need some dessert. And I'm like, oh, score. <laughs> score. So I was I was visiting him one night. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go get some, some dessert. We can have some dessert tonight. I was like, fucking right. Um, <laughs> I'm like, minimum, it's ice cream. Best case scenario, you're getting ice cream and pie. Um, so he goes. I'm like off just uh, doing laundry, whatever. He comes back and he's like, your dessert's on the counter when you're ready. I come in the kitchen all stoked. I'm like, yes, ice cream yeah. or whatever we're having. And in a little glass, there's like some lumpy white stuff. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, what is this? And I saw like this like cozy cottage in the fridge. And I was like, he's he's feeding me cottage cheese for dessert and he had like bananas sliced up into it little nuts and some raisins and i was just like what the fuck is this that's a nightmare so i took the cup and i like kind of like snuck away and i'm like i am not touching that um and then finally i was just like okay i have to take a bite i have to take a bite um it wasn't cottage cheese it was rice pudding <laughs> this whole time i thought like my dad has lost his mind he's in cottage cheese because i'd seen him make this a couple of times and i was like what the fuck is he eating why is he eating cottage cheese <laughs> for dessert so i thought finally he'd lost it and he was trying to get me to eat cottage cheese for dessert no it was <laughs> it was rice pudding and the container itself, I don't know if it's located anywhere else besides like Ontario. Um, it's between the yogurt and the cheese in the grocery store aisle. And it's in this little mm. tab. It's called Cozy Cottage. And it's like a yellow label. It looks very like old timey. I legit this whole time I thought it was cottage cheese. It's, <laughs> it's actually pudding. <laughs> My dad's addicted to Good it to apparently. Didn't know he was addicted to it. I was wondering why all these freaking containers are in the in the fridge. It's their rice pudding. It's actually fabulous. Um, oh, my God. So, yeah, I, like, begrudgingly ate the dessert. And at the end, I was like, okay, it was really good. Um, And then the next night, he's like, I got chocolate. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. Chocolate pudding or chocolate rice pudding? Uh, It's chocolate pudding, but it's still the cozy cottage. Okay. So this whole time, I was just reading the top of the label. Because, like, you know what the cottage cheese container looks like. It looks exactly like that. (laughs) This whole time, there's been pudding in the fridge. I never knew. Um, oh my god so yeah now i'm kind of addicted to it because it's not so sweet and it doesn't taste like crappy like the yeah the stuff that's in like the little shelf container like mm-hmm. pudding packs it's really good <laughs> so and it's like three dollars <laughs> for a big container um, love it so yeah i'm gonna go indulge in that right now nice i think i might have another glass of Another mug of peppermint tea. I'm like, you drinking wine on the side over here? Didn't oh tell God, me. I would love. I would love that. We don't have any wine in the house right now. That's okay. I don't have anything either. We just got tea. So I know. That's it's what I'm. Right. That's what I'm sipping on. Anyway, guys, thank you for joining us. This is now season three of the podcast. Um, lots of episodes to come out. We are officially back now once you listen to this it'll probably be february um, i think so we enjoyed a little break and we noticed that like i mean i personally don't listen to a lot of podcasts over the holidays and then i have to catch up on so many through january mm-hmm. so we hope you're all caught up on those podcasts and you can just dedicate your time to us now because yeah. we're here every tuesday mm-hmm. um 
If you enjoy this podcast, definitely leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, if you would like to email us and to speak to us directly, our email is twithlaurachel at gmail.com. We'd love yeah, to hear even from if, you. Even if you want to tell us that all of our lessons suck, that's that's okay. You tell us. You can tell us. Hurt. We just we love to get mail. <laughs> that would hurt my feelings, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> sure, you can email us. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I respect the person who's angry and takes their time to email someone about it. I do too. Right? Do you too. took time out of your day to be mad. I could respect that. You took time out of your day to say that our lessons are bullshit. Love that. Love that. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. That is your journey. Okay? That's your journey. It's fine. I'm very um, impressed, actually. Yeah. Somebody wrote here. an email like same that. Here. All right. All right. We love you guys. Live yeah. like tea. Live like tea. <laughs>